get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Rivs and BK. BK out today on assignment. Filling in for him, Alex Ferrario, and we've got T-Bone on the board. We are really pleased to bring in right now on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, Jared Diamond, national baseball writer for the Wall Street Journal. You can find him on Twitter, at Jared Diamond. Jared, how are we doing today? Uh, so far, it's been okay. Uh, the quietest day we've had in a while in the baseball world. Let's see if that continues. Yeah, well, that's kind of obviously where I wanted to get to with all this is, you know, the Marlins now, uh, amazingly enough, have become like yesterday's news. And the team that is the hot topic is right here at home for us, the St. Louis Cardinals. And what do we have as of right now for an update on the St. Louis Cardinals situation? Well, the Cardinals are just uh, waiting on final test results from yesterday to see just the extent of the damage here. I think everybody observing, everybody involved is aware that the Cardinals have a real outbreak on their hands. When these numbers do come out, they're probably not going to be pretty. Uh, but it almost it almost doesn't matter how bad it is at this point because the Cardinals are probably just not going to play for a while. Just like the Marlins didn't play for a full week uh, after their outbreak, the Cardinals are probably looking at a similar situation, depending on just how bad the numbers really are. And I think that just is going to be what baseball is in 2020. It's sort of moving things around and dealing with the fact that every week or so you may have a different team that's just going to have to be taken out of the schedule. All right, so Jared, yeah, let's try to clarify or clear up some things here. And I don't know, because we're right here in St. Louis. And of course, everybody turns to, well, they were doing something they shouldn't have done. We really don't know at all. I'm just wondering, is there any reports out there yet of maybe how the virus, you know, was come into contact with and then how it spread from there? Look, of course, there are rumors. There have been rumors about the Marlins. There's rumors now about the Cardinals, but no one knows anything for sure. At least I certainly don't. And honestly, I don't even think Major League Baseball knows for sure where the virus started, how it originated with the team, who brought it in first, and how that person picked it up. Uh, and I don't know if it matters too much. I do believe generally some of these wild rumors about crazy parties and strip clubs and casinos, probably not actually based in reality, at least is my understanding. Yeah, the most likely way this started was just uh, a lot more innocuous. A player could have gone to a grocery store. A player uh, could have gotten there someone in his family. His wife may have gone somewhere and picked it up and then passes it on. Uh, like I think for the most part, players understand that they have to avoid sort of very, very risky behavior like parties, like casinos, like clubs. Uh, but it's very hard to convince every single player all the time that that's not enough, that you even have to maybe even be a little bit more 
cautious when you're not at the ballpark. So maybe we'll find out really what brought it in. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm not sure we're ever really going to know for sure. Talking with Jared Diamond, national baseball writer for the Wall Street Journal. Jared, you had a uh, report out yesterday uh, on the Wall Street Journal talking about Major League Baseball and the Players Association coming up with a, uh, a more intense protocol for the social distancing and the uh, medical testing. Give our listeners a little idea of what they're talking about between those two sides. Look, what we're going to see probably when this is all said and done is a, a policy protocol that's probably a little bit more similar to what some teams like the Dodgers are already doing. Uh, the Dodgers have passed or some team protocols that go well beyond what the league has mandated to this point. They're requiring all players to wear masks in the dugout. They are forcing people that are not actually in the game to leave the dugout. They're staggering which coaches are in the dugout. The same goes for the bullpen. I think we're going to see something similar to that. Uh, I don't know precisely what it's going to be that sort of becomes league-wide, but we're also going to see, it looks like, uh, our changes to how baseball contact traces. I think we've seen, as these positives sprouted up, they've gone and done their contact tracing. And how they determine uh, who has been in close contact with an infected player is under the CDC definition, which is 15 minutes within six feet of an infected person. And I think what baseball has seen is that's not sufficient. Uh, we, we look at, for instance, the Marlins. They had four positive heading into that game against the Phillies now uh, over a week ago. They did their contact tracing and concluded that only one person on the team fit that definition of 15 minutes within six feet. Uh, I think that just struck everybody involved as just implausible that that was enough to say that this person should not, other people shouldn't be taken out of the population and monitored and tested more. So I think that's, that's going to be tightened up as we move forward here. All right, Jared, a quick question I have is we've listened to Rob Manfred talk about, well, that he's not a quitter and that they're going to power through all this and make sure that baseball happens. Not sure if teams are going to play the same amount of games where, you know, obviously all that is a fluid situation. However, the one thing I wanted to ask you about that kind of caught my eye was that Major League Baseball has told broadcast partners to prepare for potential 2020 season shutdown. Now, that really doesn't coincide with Rob Manfred saying that he's not a quitter. Is there anything here that's underlying that we should be concerned about? Uh, Look, could the season shut down? Yeah, absolutely. I spoke to a high-ranking, some high-ranking people yesterday with the league and the union and some others around the industry, and basically it was described to me as, you know, just treat this season week to week, day to day. That's really what it is. I don't think that's really uh, breaking news. I think anyone paying attention realizes that. But what I can say is that baseball really does not want to shut down, and it is going to take a lot for the season to shut down. Baseball desperately, desperately, desperately wants to get to the postseason and get that sweet, sweet playoff money that comes with these TV deals in October. They have to get through (laughs) like seven more weeks, power through for seven more weeks and then figure out a way perhaps to set up some sort of bubble like the NBA is doing for the playoffs. So uh, I really believe baseball is going to try really hard to get to October. I think, honestly, and I'm just sort of speculating here, but I think for it really to shut down, it's going to take multiple Marlins situations happening at the same time before baseball really considers 
shutting it down completely. Jared, at this point, it's pretty obvious that Rob Manfred really has no idea what he's doing. And look, none of us really know what we're doing in, in this uncertain time right now. But I'm curious from your perspective, if if we look at this season and say it is shut down, or if it does follow through all the way to the playoffs and we do crown a champion, but you have more of these outbreaks, is Manfred looked at as a hero or a villain at the end of all of this? Look, Rob Manfred has obviously had a very tough go. It's been a very bad year for Rob Manfred. (laughs) It has been a tough go for Rob Manfred. I know he's really not liked by seemingly everybody uh, who observes baseball. But, look, in a way, I I can't crush him too hard for what's going on right now. We are in the craziest times anyone's ever imagined. Nobody was equipped to handle this. Has baseball handled this perfectly? No. Definitely not. Should they have maybe considered a bubble harder? Yeah, maybe. Were there better protocols they could have passed? Yeah, maybe. But the one thing I just cannot fault Rob Manfred for, and some people might, and that's their prerogative, but I do not fault Rob Manfred for trying to play baseball in 2020. Major League Baseball is is a business that plays baseball, and I do not think it's inherently unethical for that business to try to try to operate and try to play. Now, where it becomes unethical is if it clearly becomes a terrible idea to keep going and Rob Manfred continues to let it sort of push on. And I don't think we're quite there yet, but I do think maybe we're a little bit closer than perhaps baseball's top officials want to imagine. I just hope that if this thing does need to shut down, that decision is made too early and not too late because too late, means something very, very bad has happened. With that being said, and again, we're talking with Jared Diamond, national baseball writer for the Wall Street Journal, does phenomenal work covering Major League Baseball in this crazy time. With that being said, Jared, is it viewed more than that the players are to blame in this circumstance, or is it in a situation now where we're not where you really can't throw blame around at all? Oh, look, I don't think you could be blaming anyone here. Look, have there been individual players who have probably not followed each and every protocol? Yeah. Were the protocols being enforced as well as they should by the league? Probably not. Were the protocols devised perfectly by the commissioner and the union? Probably not. So the reality is it was never going to be perfect. This was never, there was no way this was ever going to be perfect. To say that the players are to blame because uh, of the hundreds and hundreds of players, not every single one of them is being 100 compliant 100% of the time, I think is unfair. If that was your standard, you shouldn't even come back at all because that was Never going to happen the second you decided not to play in a bubble. I hope that what's happened now, this situation over the last week, has woken everybody up, players, coaches, umpires, to understand that these protocols are not there for you to sort of just do to the bare minimum to prove to your bosses that you have followed them. This isn't like, you know, trying to write an essay at the last minute for your English class in high school and just sort of, I just need to, get something in there and and fool everybody. No, this is very serious and not doing everything right really could shut down the season. So hopefully they realize that. Hopefully the league realizes the protocols are imperfect and need to be tightened up and made better. And we could push on here, but look, it really does feel like every day you wake up and uh, it sort of feels like a miracle that there's going to be any games at all. All right, Jared, one last one here from me. And uh, I picked up on it earlier. You talked about the possibility of, Major League Baseball going to a bubble, perhaps, for the postseason. How likely is that? Uh, This is a bit of an educated guess more than it is actual reporting. 
Uh, I really do think there's a good chance that baseball explores the possibility of a bubble for October. They, they have the right to. It's something that was codified in the agreement between the players and the union back in the beginning that allowed the season to happen at all. That document, the operations manual, does sort of give baseball the ability to create a bubble for the playoffs as it, as it sees fit. And I do think if the NBA and NHL bubbles work, continue to work as well as they seem to be working so far, it's in baseball's best, best interest to try to do that in the playoffs. I understand why they weren't able to in the regular season. It's too many people. It's too long. Uh, it just was a little too complicated. Also, in terms of the amount of facilities you need, fields, it's just hard for the amount of time baseball needed a bubble. But in the playoffs, you're talking about one month. You're talking about now 16 teams. That is certainly doable. Uh, and I look, do I know for a fact this is what's going to happen? No, I don't. But do I, I really do believe that's something they're going to seriously pursue as we head toward October. Well, I like your thoughts toward it, and I, I think that it's a it's a great way to certainly make sure you finish your playoffs. So, Jared, look, I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and educating us people here in St. Louis. And uh, please check out Jared at the Wall Street Journal or on Twitter at Jared Diamond. Thanks a lot for your time today. Look forward to talking to you again real soon. Anytime. Thank you.